Just as a quick introduction, just a general overview of the beginning of the Parsha, the Torah speaks about the mitzvah of Bikurim, of bringing the first of the fruits from the Shivas Haminim to the base Hamigdash as the mitzvah of Bikurim. The Pasuk then goes on to speak about something called Vidui Maiser, which is that after a Yid would take care of his different Maiserois over the first, second, and third year of the Shemitah cycle. And similarly in the fourth, fifth, and sixth year of the Shemitah cycle. So every time, on after three years, the Yid would need to make sure that he got rid of all of the Maiserois by then. So anything that he didn't do before, he needs to get rid of by now. And there would be something special called Vidui Maiser. He needs to come and speak and say in front of Hashem that I have done all of these things. So starting the Sikha itself, in our Sedra, after the parsha of Bikurim and Vidu Maiseris, the Pasuk says, On this day Hashem is commanding you, to do all of the chukim and the mishpatim, you will guard them, you will do them. Rashi, in his second Dibra Maschil, um, it says on the words, and he explains that Baskoil, Baskoil would bless him and would say, Hey, Vesa, Bikurim, Ayoyim, you brought Bikurim today. Tishna Lashana Haba, you should repeat this again next year. Now, the reason why Rashi is translating Mishamartov Asisoisim is not a command, but rather a bracha, even though the simple meaning of those words sound like it is a command, and as some of the other Mepharshim that explain Pshutishal Mikra do actually explain, says that it's understood simply as some of the Mepharshim actually say. That since this Pasuk Hayoimazeh is coming after, it was already completed all of the different commands regarding Bikurim and Vidimaisrois. It's also after the Yid has even done the things that I've said earlier in the, in the Psukim, in these mitzvahs, as Rashi says on the earlier Pasuk, Hashkifo Memoin Kachacha, where the Yid says to Hashem, look down from heaven and bless us, etc. Rashi says, Osinu, we did what you commanded us. Now you please give us the bracha. So this Pasuk is coming after all of those commands, and the Yid even did it already. Also, the psukim that say after Bishamartavasisoyism are also no longer commands. Rather, it's psukim that describe the praise of the Yidden. The Pasuk says, Hes Hashem He Marta, you have distinguished Hashem, you have chosen Hashem, Hashem He Mircha, and Hashem has distinguished you. So therefore, it doesn't make sense to say that the words Bishamartavasisoy that is right in between these commands and the praise of the Yidden is suddenly another command. Because then, then there's no connection, neither to the previous psukim nor to the later psukim. And this is why Rashi says, Vishamartavasisoisim is actually a bracha. The Yidden are being benched for the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Bikurim, which then this posik as a bracha, as a reward for the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Bikurim, is connected to the following psukim, which they too are praising the Yidden, the Yidden are zoichet of Hashem Mircha, that Hashem has distinguished us, because it's Hashem Marta, because we distinguished Hashem. With this, says the Rebbe, will also understand the particular wording of Rashi, where Rashi says that the Baskel says, Hey, Vesa Bikurim, Ayoyim, you brought Bikurim today. Tishne, you should repeat it next year. And the Rebbe asks on the word Tishne, why does Rashi use this word? Rashi just said, Hey, Vesa, you brought Bikurim. So why, do, why doesn't he use the same expression again? So too, you shall bring Bikurim next year. Or use the words of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, oisam, You shall do these mitzvahs. So Rashi should say, Also, Tase. Why does Rashi use the word, use the word Tishna? So the Rebbe says, But based on what we just said, That this bracha vishamarto vasisa oisam Is connected and very similar to the next few psukim. 
of Hashem Marto and Hashem Mircha, which we just quoted, it's going to be understood why Rashi uses this word Tishna. In these psukim, it's Hashem Marta that you have distinguished Hashem. Hashem Mircha, Hashem has distinguished you. The Torah is telling us that the reward that Hashem is giving you is Mido Keneged Mido. Mircha and Marta. That is, because Hashem Marta, because you chose Hashem, the reward is in a similar way. Hashem Mircha, Hashem chooses you. In other words, we're using the very, very same word to describe both things, especially, says the Rebbe, that these words, Rashi tells us, we don't even have another word in the Torah that really means the same thing as these words, so it's clear that the Torah is using the same term for both, for what Hashem chooses us and us choosing Hashem, clearly bringing out this idea of Mido Keneged Mido. This is also why Rashi says that in the Brach of Hashem which is similar and coming in a similar style of midah connected midah like Hashem Emart and Hashem Emircha is not just any bracha. Rashi says Tishne Lishonaba, you will repeat this again next year. Meaning, because you brought it this year, next year you will be able to repeat again exactly the same thing. In other words, the idea of midah connected midah, you did it now. The reward will be something similar. You will be able to repeat it. The problem, however, is that Rebbe's question now is going to be why Rashi specifically is focusing on the idea of Bikurim. We said that Baskal says you brought Bikurim. This year you'll do it again next year. The Psukim right before this Pasuk is the Psukim, which we said before, is about Vidui Meiser. In other words, there's the Dinim of the Meiser and the person is saying that he has done all the Meiseries, etc. We're not speaking about Bikurim directly. Although the Rebbe says there is a remiss to the concept of Bikurim as well. There is a mention. Because when the person says in his Vidu Meiser, Vigam Nisatim, that I have also given all of the way to the Levi, etc. So Rashi explains to us over there that when we say this in Vidu Meisers, we're also including Truma and Bikurim. But definitely the main Vidui that we're saying is definitely referring to the Meisers. And regarding the Dinim of Bikurim, that was totally not mentioned recently. That was the parsha. That was a section before the dinim of Meisers. So why is it that Rashi is now suddenly going back and saying that this bracha of the Baskel is saying you brought Bikurim now and that that's what the Pasuk is referring to that which was mentioned way back in the parsha and not to that which was just mentioned which is the idea of Meiser. Says the Rebbe, even though it's true that a number of places we do find that a Pasuk can be referring not only to that which just said, what was just said, but also to that which was said before that. However, says the Rebbe, it doesn't sound right, it makes sense in Derech Hapshat, that a Pasuk should just be referring just to the things that were mentioned to Parsha is back, and not to the Parsha just before this one. So again, why would Rashi say that it's referring to Bikurim, which is two sections back, and not referring to the Maisa, which is just the last section? The Rebbe says, we cannot say that Rashi only means Bikurim as an example, because it's the first thing in the Parsha, but he definitely is referring to Maisrace as well. The Rebbe says, because in the Loshan of the Bracha, Tishna Lashana Abai, you should do this again next year, the Rebbe says, these words actually don't really fit very well with the concept of Vidui Maisrace. Because Vidui Maisrace is not going to be done again next year. This is done once in three years. And therefore... It must mean that Rashi is saying that it's actually referring only to Bikurim, not to the Vidu Maestras. 
So therefore, the question is, why? Why are we only referring to Vidi, to Bikurim and not to Maisres, which we just mentioned? Says the Rebbe, even a bigger question, to use the expression that people say, a klotzkash, such a strong but obvious question, all over when Torah discusses the idea of reward and brachas for fulfilling mitzvahs, the Torah says it, and for all generations, that the Eibishter promises reward for the fulfillment of a, a specific mitzvah that's specified over there, or for the fulfillment of all mitzvahs. The Rebbe gives some examples on this parsha itself. Es Hashem Marton Hashem Mircha. Later on in the parsha, with a very great arichas of Ahoyim Shamoyim, when you do the mitzvahs, all the brachis will come to you, etc., etc. So it's just a general idea. You do a mitzvah, and the Eibishter promises, yes, reward will come. Here there's something very, very unusual, a very big chiddush. To use the term that we used before that Rashi says, although it was regarding something else, ain loy eid b'mikra, we don't find anything similar to this. A yid brings the bikurim, and suddenly he has this heavenly voice directly speaking to him, tishna l'shana haba, bring it again next year. And seemingly, says the Rebbe, even when we learn on different levels of learning, there halacha, remes, drush, soid, it's it's very, very difficult. This whole concept of a baskel, where did it come in from? Whoever mentions anything about a baskel in the Pesach? Where do we even have a proof that there's a baskel over here? Especially that we're speaking about Rashi over here, which is Leibasi al-Lepshute Shomikri, is coming to explain the simple pshat of the Pesach. So what's going on over here? To explain this, says the Rebbe, we said that in the previous section it spoke about, when you finish bringing the Meisers, Bashana HaShlishis in the third year, so what happens is, as we said before, if you did not finish bringing all the mysteries when you should have, this is the deadline, this is when you needed to bring it. Says the Rebbe, therefore, if we should say, which according to Rashi means you're going to repeat this. If in fact it is referring to mysteries, what are we technically giving him a bracha? That also next time he should bring the mysteries, not, not in the time when they're supposed to be brought, not the first year, not the second year, and only bring it and finish off with it by the deadline of the third year. Says the Rebbe, we can't say this. Because number one, says the Rebbe, the Pasuk says, You'll guard them and do them with your whole heart and soul. If you're doing a mitzvah with your whole heart and your whole soul, you're not going to be delaying it for a year or two years. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, this word tishne, they are going to be delaying once again to the third year, that's not exactly a bracha. That's the opposite of a bracha, says the Rebbe. The bracha would be if you could actually bring it in the right time. So if we said before the whole idea of Tishna means it's going to be a repeat of what's happening now, that doesn't fit with the idea of Maestris. We don't want it to be a repeat from the way it's this time. We want it to be much better. This is why Rashi says that the bracha is actually connected to Bikurim. In Bikurim, it makes sense to say, Tishna, you should repeat this next year. Here will, in fact, really be a bracha that next year as well, you'll bring these Bikurim once again, with your whole heart and soul. Okay, so now once we establish that it's definitely referring to this idea of Bikurim, the problem still remains, how does it flow? How does it fit? The Vishamarto, Vasisa should totally not have a connection with the section that we just said, which is Maiser, and should be going back to the Parsha Bikurim, which are two Parshas back. It says the Rebbe, so we must say that although it's true that this last section of Hayoyim the, the section before Hayoyim the last section was speaking about Maiseris and Vidi Maiseris, nevertheless, the very, very last words, just before this Pasuk, there is some special connection actually to Bikurim. And it's in connection to those last few words that now we get that bracha about bringing Bikurim again.
What are those words? The parsha of Kisachalo La'aser, of giving those Vidvi Maestris, finishes off with the words that the Yid is asking the Abishter to look down from heaven and to bench the Yidin and to bench the land. The last words are, Ered Zovas Cholavadvash, the land flowing with milk and honey. Flowing with milk and honey, as Rashi had already explained in Parsha's boy, refers to flow, milk flowing from the goats in an abundant way. And honey is referring to over here, honey from dates. Says the Rebbe, this, the Rebbe is going to prove in a second, is more connected to the concept of Bikurim. First of all, the Rebbe says, these things are totally not even obligated in Miser. The obligation of Miser, Bederach Apshat, is only for grain, wine, oil, not for milk and honey. More importantly, the Rebbe says, when Miser is given, Miser needs to really be given from all the produce, not only from the very, very special um, olives or oil, a kind of olive that stores the oil inside of it. The Eretz is Shem and Advash, in other words, a very, very unique type of olive that has so much oil inside of it, or only from Dvash, only from those dates that have the, the honey um, flowing out of it. That's what Zavas Chal of Advash means. So this totally does not fit with the idea of Miser. Rather, it does fit with the idea of Bikurim. It fits very much with Bikurim. Because number one, says the Rebbe, Bikurim, we bring Bikurim also from this, from these dates, Dvash tomorrow, from these special dates, that's exactly what we give. As Rashi brings in the beginning of the Pasha, where it's, on, and Vayitin Lonu, that the Abishta gave us a land, Zomas Chalov Dvash. So that's number one, that Bikurim is specifically given from the best fruits. And furthermore, says the Rebbe, the reason why we bring Bikurim, is to show that we are not ungrateful for what the Abishta gives us. And as we go ahead and we say right away, that because you gave us this land flowing with milk and honey, etc., that's why we're bringing the best and the greatest from the land, the very first from the land, we're bringing the Bikurim. And therefore, says the Rebbe, even though it's true, that generally the section we quoted before of Vidi Maiser is actually not speaking about Bikurim. And in fact, even the words Erezovus Cholavadvash is really not... The chiyuv of giving miser off these things. We're speaking about a, a request that we're making of Hashem to bless this land that flows with milk and honey. Nevertheless, says the Rebbe, but since these very last few words, Eretz Zavaz Chalavavash, do have a special connection to Bikurim, therefore, it does make sense to say that the words Hayoyim Hazed, the next, very next words, the very next Pasuk, could actually be a special bracha that the Abishta is giving for the fact that the Bikurim was brought. Says the Rebbe, however, what's still not completely answered, what still needs, what's another thing that needs to be clarified, but first the Rebbe introduces and says, the mitzvah of bringing Bikurim, as we said before, emphasizes very, very, very much the idea of Mido Keneged Mido. Because Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, where we, where we were slaves and working so hard, the Abishta brought us to the opposite extreme, as emphasized in the mitzvah of Bikurim. Which is by Yitin Lana, the Abishta gave us a land flowing with milk and honey. And therefore, which fruit do we bring? We don't bring all the fruit, any of the fruit. We have to bring the very, very best fruit. We bring the first fruit of the figs and so on. And so do we mention the idea of Mida connected Mida, that the Abishta acts with us in a way that because we chose the Abishta, the Abishta chooses us, etc. So the question becomes, in order to show that we were not grateful, and in a way of Mida connected Mida, seemingly it would have been enough, for the we brought the fruit. 
we come to the place that Hashem chose, and that will be Mida connected Mida, as we said before, Hashem brought us to this place. Because Adam Mitzrayim brought us to this place, to Eretz Yisrael. We are now going to come to this place, Mida connected Mida. We are going to bring the best fruit to Hashem and put it down in front of him, Mida connected Mida, because Hashem gave us this beautiful land. But then the apostle goes on and says, that the Yid says, he that I'm coming now and proclaiming and making an announcement. And we are me, so he has to say it out loud, thanking Hashem for all these things. So what about the Midah, can I get Midah, in regards to this proclamation, to this announcement that the Yid is, ma- the Yid is making? Since that's the whole point of this mitzvah. Says the Rebbe, therefore, in shall Mikra itself, leads us to say, and we are forced to say, that there is also some sort of response from the Abishter, some sort of Yonisa, some loud proclamation coming in response to our Vonisa, to our proclamation, to our announcement. However, we know that there's a bit of a problem with the Abishter just making announcements to the Yid. We know that when the Yid didn't heard the Abishter's voice, they started complaining, Ki Michal Basar, who is the one that can hear Hashem's voice and survive? Instead, Moshe Rabbeinu, you go over and you get the messages for us and so on. Moshe Rabbeinu, that's a Navi or someone like Moshe Rabbeinu and Navi could have the words of Hashem, etc. Says the Rebbe, this is why Rashi says that this Vionisa was in fact not on the same level the way Hashem speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu and to the Nevi'im and so on and so forth. Rather, it was a level called Baskoil, which is clearly a much, much lower level. Says the Rebbe, from the Inyanim flowing from the amazing things within this Rashi, this explanation that we said, that the Pasuk Hayoyim Hazet, which is speaking about Bikurim, has a direct connection to the last few words of the previous section, Eretz Zavas Chalavudvosh, fits very much with the way the Alter Rebbe explains this Pasuk in Lukuti Torah. There the Alter Rebbe says that these words, Hayoyim Hazet, although again it's a new section, are connected to the previous Pasuk, Eretz Zavas Chalavudvosh. And he says, this is expressed in the Rosh voice of these words, the last word of the previous Pasuk, Udvash, Hayoyim Hazeh, and the next word is Hashem, so it's Yudke Vavke. So these four words, the Vav of Udvash, plus the two Hays, Hayoyim Hazeh, and then the Yud of Hashem's name, all together, these four words are actually a Rosh Hashem, they, they make up Yudke Vavke. Because the Vav, again, from the previous Pasuk, is connected to these next three words in the next Pasuk. Says the Rebbe, just like we explained al Derech HaPshat, that this Pasuk, it connects to the previous Pasuk in those words, Eretz, Zavas, Cholavudvash. And mainly we said it's mostly connected to the Indian of Dvash because the Bikurim is mainly going to be from the Dvash, the honey, the dates. It's not so much connected to the idea of the Cholav. Says the Rebbe, the same thing, Al-Pichsidus and Lekutu Torah is also the same idea when we say that this Pasuk is connected to the previous Pasuk, which finishes with Eretz, Zavas, Chalav, Advash, but although it's generally connected to that whole section, but the main connection is again to that last word, Udvash. That's what makes up the Rosh Hashanah with the next three words to the Shem Havaya. The Rebbe continues and says, In Lekutu Torah, this Pasuk, Ayoy Mazeh, discusses another idea. And it says like this, the words Ayoy Mazeh, is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. Says the Rebbe, this too fits very much with what Rashi was telling us, that the Pasuk is speaking about Bikurim. Because just like we have Rosh Hashanah, Bikurim are also an idea of Rashis, the beginning, the first, the head. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, in regards to the difference between Bikurim and Truma, although 
we know that their Torah also refers to Truma as racious. They're both racious. Nevertheless, Bikurim come before Truma. And as Rashi actually told us earlier in this parsha already, that it's part of what the Yid has to say, that I didn't bring the Truma before the Bikurim. This is all part of what needs to be done. Says the Rebbe that the Tzemach Tzedek explains in Oira Torah at length in this parsha that the racious of Truma, when Truma is called racious, that's a reference to Torah. Regarding Torah, we find the Pasuk, Hashem Kanani racious Darkoi. But what kind of racious is that? That's like the racious of Truma. On the other end, the racious of Bikurim, that refers to Yidin. Nishamas Yisrael. We have a Pasuk about Yidin, Koydash Yisrael, Avaya, racious Tavuasai. Just like we know that the Yidin come before Torah, so to Bikurim comes before Truma. And the Tzemach Tzedek explains over there at length that the idea of Bikurim within the Nishamas Yisrael is connected to the very, very essence of the Nisham of the Yid, how he's rooted in the very essence of Hashem, where over there, as we know, Machshavta and Yisrael, Kodmol Chodover, the Machshav Hashem's thought of creating Yid, in other words, the place where the Nisham of the Yid is, precedes everything, even Torah. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand the connection even more between Bikurim and Rosh Hashanah. Because the avoid of Rosh Hashanah is the idea of Kabbalah, soil that's stemming and coming from the very essence of the Nisham as explained in a number of places, that the Kabbalah's oil of all year round is a kind of Kabbalah's oil that's lower than the rest of the faculties of the person, but the Kabbalah's oil of Rosh Hashanah is a kind of bitl that's coming from the deepest essence of the Neshama, the very core of the Yid himself. And this is the idea of Bikurim, in other words, Bikurim is this ratios, the Etzim HaNeshama, the very deepest part of the Yid's Neshama. Another point, says the Rebbe, one of the main ideas of Rosh Hashanah, is that at this point is being revealed the art of Chartonu where Hashem chooses us, chooses the Yidin, Hashem chooses the Yidin, and as we say in the davening of Rosh Hashanah, we say, Yivchar lonu esnach loseinu, the Ebishter is choosing us. This Bechira that Hashem chooses us is again coming because of this level of the Bikurim, this deepest level of the Yid's Nesham, the Etzam HaNesham. Why is that? So the Rebbe explains, the real idea of Bechira is only in a situation, in a way, where it's completely not connected with any sorts of logic, any sort of reason, any sort of reasons why to choose. And therefore we know that the idea of Bechira comes and is, 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 exists in a place where all of the actions, all of the deeds of the Tachtoinim, of the creations, completely have no Tfisa Smokim, are completely insignificant. The way the Abishta views it, it's all exactly equal. As the Pasek says, Ach Esav Yaakov, that even Esav is a brother to Yaakov, they're so to speak on par, equals. Both of them equal. In fact, on the level of Makifim, in that all-encompassing light, that's higher than Ishtalshalus, in a certain sense, that's even more Shaykh to Goyim, as it's known the idea that Esav was the Bukhayr, etc. Nevertheless, even climbing to all of these deepest and highest levels, the Yaakov, the Abish just says, but I choose Yaakov. The Bechira that Ebishter chooses Yaakov is because of the Shoirish of the Neshamois, which is rooted in the very deepest part of Hashem. In other words, this is where we, this is going back to the idea of Bikurim. This is the Bikurim of the Neshama. It's because of this level of the Bikurim of the Neshama that really who's the Bechoyer? Yaakov is the Bechoyer. The Ebishter chooses the Yid specifically. Says the Rebbe, based on all of this, we're also going to, sta- going to understand... Why Rashi emphasizes in the previous Dibra Maschil on the words Hayoim Hazashem Lekechem Mitzavcha Hashem is commanding you. Rashi tells us the famous words 
that every single day it should be in your eyes as brand new as if you were mamish commanded on it on this very day. Now, what are we referring to to explain the meaning of Bukhal Yom is that even those days when we are involved in completely different mitzvahs and with other things, other learning other parashiyas in the Torah, etc., not even necessarily Bikurim, we always, this is a parashi that's speaking about Bikurim, so always, we always have to have it in mind as if we were commanded today on Bikurim. In other words, these chukim, these mishpatim that we're speaking about right now, which according to Rashi is speaking about Bikurim, so even in times when we're involved in other things, we always have to have in mind as if Bikurim was given to us right now. And the question is, why? What would be the reason that when we're involved in all other matters of Torah and mitzvahs, we should always remember on this day as if Bikurim was given today. And in a way of Chadoshim, in a brand new way, says that not only Chadoshim as if it's new, with a Chof Adimyoin, as Rashi brings elsewhere, in regards to Torah and mitzvahs, but rather, literally have to remember every single day as if the Bikurim was given today. So that ever, but based on the way we explain the idea of Bikurim will be very much understood. All the matters that, that a Yid does, everything that a Yid is involved in, even when it's avoided, that's connected with specific koiches, with specific faculties. You know, he always has to have that bitul, that feeling of that Kabbalah soil that's coming from the very, very essence of his neshama. This is similar, says the Rebbe, to that which is known, that the idea of Kabbalah soil of Rosh Hashanah, which we said again, is coming also from that Bikurim aspect of the neshama. We need to take this Kabbalah soil of Rosh Hashanah and live with it. It needs to shine the rest of the days of the year as well. So that every single day, in all of the matters that a year does, in his daily life, he always has to be feeling, with a complete freshness, this idea of the Bikurim. The beetle of the Yetzim HaNashama needs to be felt, the Bikurim aspect needs to be felt, in every single one of his avoiders throughout the year. The Rebbe says this, as the Tzemach goes explains, what it says in the Tanchumah. That the idea of tefillah is davening every single day was actually established instead of the Bikurim. Because what's the idea of tefillah? The idea of tefillah connects the neshama down here with the source of the neshama the way it's above. And therefore, as an intrude, we need to have tefillah before we even learn Torah. Because in order that our Torah should be proper, we must first have this oiterus of the etzim neshama, which is the idea of tefillah. Which again is compared to the idea of Bikurim. Another thing says the Rebbe, which is understood in Rashi, in Rashi, based on the inner explanation of the idea of Bikurim. And the Rebbe says as follows. When a bracha is given, but the kind of bracha that's a haftach, it's a guarantee, this makes sense to say only regarding those kind of things that are not going to really depend on the choice, on the bachira of the person. Regarding Torah and mitzvahs, there needs to be a vacharta bachayim, we need to choose it. We also know So the question is that there's not possible to promise anything if there's no choice. So what does it mean that a baskil comes and benches you will repeat it again next year? Says the Rebbe, but based on what we explained, that idea of Bikurim is this level of the Etzim HaNashama will understand this very well. Because the Bracha, what the Bracha is doing is it's about arousing the etzim anashama. And therefore, it's not a contradiction to the bechirut to the choice of the person. On the contrary, once the yid's neshama, the essence of the neshama is revealed, of course, of course, he's going to choose the right thing. He's going to choose life. The Rebbe says, even in Derech Apshat, we understand the idea 
Just like Bepashtus. What's the idea of bringing Bikurim? We said before that Bikurim is a way that the Yid is expressing his thankfulness to Hashem. And that he's not being ungrateful, etc. A person naturally is not a coffee toiv. A person naturally is not an ungrateful person. And therefore, again, the assumption is, of course, he will bring Bikurim again. Of course, he's going to be grateful again. The same thing over here. The Etzim and Hashem is revealed, and then, of course, he's going to do all the right things. Says the Rebbe, as mentioned earlier, this beetle of the Etzim and Hashem needs to be connected also with all of our detailed and specific faculties. And here, too, this is also expressed in the idea of bringing Bikurim. Bikurim would be brought with physical fruit, and within this itself, as mentioned, we bring it specifically the best fruit, the most geschmake and delicious fruit. And that's why we don't bring Bikurim, from exa- for example, from the dates that are up in the mountains and so on. We need to look for the very, very best. Also, what do we do with the Bikurim? We don't burn them on the Mizbeach. Rather, they're eaten. The Koyanim eat them. And it's eaten in a way, as the Pasuk says, the Samachta needs to be done in a way of joy. In other words, we're taking this level of Bikurim, this greatest and deepest level of the Shoydah Shemakar and Hashama, but it's connected with physical eating. It becomes part of your flesh and blood and eating it besimcha. Says the Rebbe, since, as we explained before, the rewards of the Abishar Midah connected Midah, this is why the Bracha that a Yid receives for bringing the Bikurim, he's told, Tishne Lashana Habar, repeat it again next year. In other words, once again, you will have very, very good in Geshmaka fruit. Once again, you'll be able to have this Amachta Bukhalatoy, rejoicing in all of the good that the Abishar gave to you and your family. And says the Rebbe, the same thing is true in regards to the Avoid of Rosh Hashanah, which, as we said, this is the whole idea of Bikurim, that when a Yid is mo'erid inside of himself, this tenuah of bitl and kabbalah so from the etzim of his neshama, then the Eivishter gives him a ksiva v'achsim a shana toiva m'suk, and all of his ruchni is the things, as well as in his gashmi is the things, for himself and his family and everything that he needs, b'bonechayu m'zoyin revichim.